Chapter 5 of The Ocean of Air Meteorology for Beginners. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by John Brandon. The Ocean of Air Meteorology for Beginners by Agnes G. Byrne. Chapter 5 Air as a Part of Earth most people know that the earth is not at rest but is in perpetual motion spinning like a huge top and also rushing like an enormous ball round the sun i want you now to think steadily about the spinning movement of earth about her daily whirl top-like round and round upon her own axis if you stick a knitting needle through an orange and spin the orange upon the knitting needle keeping the needle itself fixed this will help you to see the daily rotation of earth the earth is a huge globe about eight thousand miles straight through from the north to the south pole and from the equator on one side to the equator on the other side the movement of earth's surface as she spins is very little indeed near the poles while on the equator the surface travels round at the rate of over one thousand miles an hour a man standing on the equator is carried along at that rate always without the slightest effort on his own part borne onward irresistibly by the rush of the solid ground on which he stands but suppose he gets into a balloon and rises into the air one two three miles upward what happens then why then of course as the earth whirls away from beneath him he will be left behind floating in the still atmosphere what more simple well yes it sounds very simple a most natural answer there was a time when it would have been counted entirely correct yet the consequences of such a state of things would be by no means simple we know a little more about the matter now suppose the balloon to start from the island of sumatra exactly on the equator to the south of siam the solid ground there spins perpetually round the centre of the earth at the rate of one thousand miles an hour the balloon rises upward in the calm air on a still day towards the blue tropical sky as the surface of the earth below rushes from west to east at this tremendous speed more than fourteen times as fast as the fastest express train you would expect the man in the balloon to be left behind i do not mean that he would be blown by winds in any particular direction but merely that as the earth rushes away the balloon would be stationary floating placidly at rest if this were the case and the balloon could remain undisturbed by currents of air the man would only have to float reposefully in the same spot and in the course of twenty-four hours the whole circle of the equator would pass beneath him he would see in succession the indian ocean africa the atlantic ocean south america the pacific ocean and lastly the islands from which he started a wonderful vista indeed but practically a man in such a position 
has no such magnificent diorama presented to him he rises from sumatra and the earth's surface is spinning at the rate of one thousand miles an hour spinning along but not spinning away for as he rises he looks down upon sumatra still if the air were perfectly breezeless he might rise to any height at which he could breathe and sumatra still would lie outspread below if the wind were easterly he would find himself soon looking down on the indian ocean if the wind were westerly he would travel towards the pacific ocean the explanation lies in the fact that the atmosphere is attached to the earth and whirls with the earth air remember is a material substance not solid but formed of particles of matter it is held fast to earth by the force of gravitation each particle of air has its share in the motion of the solid body to which it belongs to which it is tied by its own weight that weight being due to gravitation earth and atmosphere are practically one and they act as one in the daily world i do not say that there is no lagging behind of upper layers of air anywhere upon earth but taking the matter generally the entire atmosphere spins with the spinning earth the air in any one part has precisely the same motion as the ground on or near where it rests so a balloon or a bird in the air is carried with the air in its daily rush around the earth's axis imagine what the results would be if things were otherwise if the air remained fixed while the surface of the earth whirled away beneath we all know the effects of a high wind or a hurricane now wind is simply air in motion if the air were utterly at rest you may say that at all events we could then have no wind but the effects of wind may be brought about in two ways one way is by the motion of air against still objects the other is by the motion of objects through still air whether the air rushes fast against a man or whether a man rushes fast through the air makes no real difference in either case the effect is the same in either case he is struck with the same degree of force by the resisting particles of air if the atmosphere were at rest there would perhaps not be a wind strictly speaking nevertheless if you on the equator were careening at the rate of one thousand miles an hour through still air the effects upon yourself would be precisely the same as if you were at rest and the wind were careening past you at that rate a powerful hurricane travels at the rate of ninety miles or more an hour and the most solid buildings often cannot stand against it the heavy pressure of air particles crowding one upon another in their frantic rush will level massive walls tear off roofs lay trees flat you may suppose then the destruction that would be wrought by a hurricane blowing not at the rate of ninety miles but of one thousand miles an hour the results must prove equally overwhelming whether caused by the rush of air past us or by our rush through the air 
for in either case the fierce resistance of air particles would be the same a man standing on an engine going at the rate of sixty miles an hour has a powerful wind in his face the air may be equally still no breeze stirring it yet his steady advance along the motionless air particles will cause him to have exactly the same sensations as if he were at rest and a strong gale were blowing to all intents and purposes it is a gale the pressure of air resisting his passage is in no whit different whether his movement or its movement be the cause in the case that we have supposed of the solid earth revolving while the atmosphere above remains at rest the resistance of the air in equatorial regions would be tremendous past imagination nothing loose or movable on earth's surface could stand against it men and animals trees and buildings rocks and stones boats and ships nay the whole mass of ocean water itself would be kept back by the enormous pressure of the atmosphere acting as a terrific hurricane and would be swept in one rushing pell-mell torrent of ruin over the revolving surface of the earth in the contrary direction to earth's whirl complete chaos and destruction could alone ensue this widespread destruction is prevented by the simple fact that as the earth whirls her enfolding vesture of air whirls with her practically indeed things not only are so but must be so the atmosphere weighted by gravitation clinging to earth must move with the earth that the earth should revolve and the atmosphere not revolve is an impossibility the layer of air lying close to earth's surface is dragged round by the earth and drags round the layer above which in its turn does the same for the next and so on upward or rather if the atmosphere were by any possibility at rest it would in this manner be speedily set going once made to revolve it is certain to go on revolving until stopped by some other force yet so calm so soft so steady is the motion despite its great speed that we upon earth carried smoothly along by the solid ground and the elastic air are not conscious of it by sensation this same partaking of the motion of another body may be seen on a smaller scale in common life suppose a ship to be sailing over the sea and a man standing on the deck that man is borne onward by no exertion of his own he remains perfectly still he makes no effort to advance with relation to the ship though not with relation to the sea he is at rest he does move but only as a part of the ship as sharer in the ship's motion a man seated in a train has a motion in common with the train as the train travels so he travels and so the air in the closed compartment travels outside the particles of still air strike the moving train with sharp resistance inside both air and man are borne along as part of the train the resistance of air particles to any body passing among them may appear a slight matter 
yet it works a weighty part in the affairs of this world not to speak of other worlds where also enfolding atmospheres exist end of chapter five recording by john brandon